Why, hello. My name is Paul Pulio. I'm the Sagama of the Kausak Band of Penacook and Napnaki people. I'm going to talk a little bit about our old traditions and stories, which were often told through Gluskabe. Gluskabe was a mythical humanoid figure, which was much bigger than, than the human being, almost like a Paul Bunyan type of character. Gluskabe and Almanbach, which is human being, all derive from the same humanoid construct that this was a person that worked between the creator and the human beings to make things right for us to live in the natural world. I'm going to tell a story about maple syrup. The story goes that Gluskabe used to check in on us all the time in our villages. Upon one of his visits, he found that our village was completely run down. There was nothing growing in the fields. The fires were cold. The wigwams were all in disrepair. Everything was filled with weeds and overgrown, and there's nobody there. He had been so familiar coming to this location, finding the children playing in the stream and swimming and people hunting and fishing all around through the forest around the village, but he saw no one. He also was disappointed that nobody was tending the field, so women would be out there normally hoeing and weeding and taking care of things, making sure the crops were on the right road to harvest, but there was nothing there. There was nothing growing. He got quite concerned that the Almanbach had finally been killed off by some unknown force because Guscape's purpose was to try to find and protect us all the time. Much like we were caretakers of the earth, Guscape was the caretaker for all the human beings. But as he was hunting around our village, he noticed a sound off in the far distance, which seemed to be peculiar to him because he knew all the animal sounds and all the animal noises and calls. But he said this was strange to him because in some ways it sounded like Almanbach, but not in the way that he'd ever heard us speak before. It was like a low moaning groan. And he said it seems strange to him because it's not the kind of thing he would hear. He'd hear laughter and playing of children or he'd hear people in all kinds of conversations, but this was not the typical thing that he'd hear from our village. With keen ears, he heard this from afar, far away. So he started to follow his hearing. And he kept on hearing, couldn't figure out what was going on. It sounded like distress, but it wasn't. It was unfamiliar with the sounds that were being made. But he kept on following his ears. And he went across, he paddled across the lake. He climbed mountains. And he kept on going in the direction that he kept on hearing these strange sounds of and it, it became more and more evident. He kind of heard more more each time he got closer. So he continued quite a journey until finally he came across a stream, a river, a body of water. And right there, there was a large grove of maple trees. And what did he find but all of the Elmenbach laying on their backs? They had broken off a branch of each one of the maple trees. And you say, well, that seems strange. Well, they were laying on their backs because back then the creator made maple trees so that when you broke a branch, pure maple syrup would come out of that branch. Well, they took this to an extreme. They laid on their backs and just let that maple syrup drip into everybody's mouth in the village. And everybody in the village, man, woman, and child, old person and, and baby, were all on their backs with a maple branch sticking just above their mouth as the maple syrup dripped into their mouth. They were dirty. They were covered with the mud and the dirt from laying on the ground like that. They weren't washing or bathing. They weren't taking care of themselves. And this really 
really disturbed Buscabe because to survive as an Elmenbach in the natural world back then, you had to do hunting and fishing and gardening and gathering firewood and all those things. What they were doing was just lay on the back and that perfect maple syrup was dripping into their mouths and they got heavier, badder, plumper. They, they were just getting all those bad sugars in them and they were really, their health was going very badly. They kept on soaking that in, saying, more, more. Guscape said, we can't do this. Guscape went back to creator and said, we have to do something about this maple tree situation. Maple syrup is just too good for them, the Elmenbach, to use as it is. So they came up with a plan. Guscape went back to the village. He asked the birch trees for some bark. He took that birch tree bark and because Guscape was mythical and magical in a lot of the ways he did things, he made a birch back, birch bucket, and he blew on them. And as he blew on them, each one of these buckets he made out of birch bark got bigger and bigger, to the point that if we looked at it today, it would be the size of a barrel. He took each one of these birch bark buckets that he made, and he went to the river, and he filled each one up. And he went to the grove of trees and he poured the water into the trees. He did this 40 times and as he did this, that sweet pure maple syrup sap got lighter and thinner until a point it almost got to be like water with a little bit of a hint of maple but a little hint of bitterness in it. And as that started to happen, people started to get up. They said, what happened? What did you do, Guscape? You ruined the maple syrup. What we, that was our precious thing. We loved that maple syrup. Guscape said, you know what, you've really forsaken the Creator's wishes to honor everything that was given to you. This maple syrup was a great gift from Creator, and yet you took a disadvantage of it. You really took advantage of the Creator's great wealth of things that were given to you. So now the syrup is going to be a lot thinner. And I'm going to tell you, we've already decided we're going to do something else. We're only going to make this maple syrup flow one time a year. This syrup and sap will be made after the first spring warming day when we got above freezing. And as before the buds of the maple tree came out, we'd only allow the sap to flow in this way for a short time period, just as the hard winter was leaving and spring was coming. But now you're going to have to make buckets like I did. And you're going to have to make these birch bark buckets by harvesting that bark and making the buckets and waterproofing them. I have magical powers. I can make these right away, but you're going to have to work very hard at doing this. And you're going to have to make a lot of fire. You're going to have to heat rocks, loads and loads of rocks. And you're going to have to gather the sap by cutting into the bark, into the tree, and let that sap flow into these buckets. You're going to have to gather the buckets with all this thin sap. And you're going to have to heat these rocks, and you're going to have to put the rocks in the sap until it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. So now you know to honor all the gifts of the Creator. And you will have to work very hard one time a year to retain this gift of maple syrup again. And you're going to have to remember and always give prayer and thanks to the Creator that you still can make maple syrup from the sap of the trees only once a year, and that is my gift to you to honor maple syrup, and so the story goes today.